They were the all-American couple. She was a beauty queen. He was a football star. The two got married, had three children, and lived the life that many dream of. They had a $2.5 million mansion, had a private jet, and took lavish vacations. And one of their favorite spots was the Bahamas. The couple loved it so much, they bought a home there. But not long after, the beauty queen takes up a secret lover. The husband finds out, and there's trouble in paradise. He wants a divorce. So she and the lover begin concocting a plot with a hitman to murder the husband. This all reads like a movie plot, right? It does, but this is real. This week, the news broke. Lindsay Shiver, 36, allegedly conspired with her secret lover, 28-year-old Terrence Bethel, and the alleged proposed hitman, Farron Newbold Jr., 28, to kill her estranged husband, Robert Shiver. The hitman plot to kill Robert was only exposed after police discovered evidence while investigating a completely different crime committed at a beach bar in the Bahamas. Get ready, this story is twisted. I'm Avery Ross, and this is Avery After Dark. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy you're here for today's very crazy episode. This is a breaking story out of the Bahamas and Georgia, and wow, you are not going to believe this case. As always, make sure you're following along wherever you listen to Avery After Dark. And if you're watching here on YouTube, subscribe, leave a like and comment, and turn on post notifications. I don't want you to ever miss out on an episode. And if you haven't already, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited. We are now ranking on the Apple Podcast charts. Woohoo! And I cannot thank all of you enough for the support. Also, if you want all these episodes early and ad-free and want to support the show, join the Patreon. I'm linking that in the show notes. Without further ado, today's case. We all see those people on social media that portray the perfect life. Every post seems more grand than the last. They happily show off everything they have. Mansions, new cars, private jets, luxurious vacations. They're wealthy and they appear so happy. And sometimes you may look at them and say, how did they get so lucky? How do they have it all? Why are their lives so perfect? Social media has become theater in a lot of ways and is increasingly deceptive. And sometimes these seemingly happy, picture-perfect people are the ones with the most to hide. Behind those big, wide smiles, there's a secret. Our story begins with Lindsay Shiver. She was born and raised in Alabama, a real Southern gal. As it's popular in the South, Lindsay got involved in the beauty queen circuit. In 2005, Lindsay was crowned Miss Houston County and finished as the second runner-up in the National Peanut Festival pageant. Being a Southern girl, she set her sights on Auburn University in Alabama. There, she was a cheerleader and she studied marketing. And at Auburn, she met her future husband, Robert, in a fitness class. Robert Shiver was a snapper for the Auburn Tigers between 2006 and 2008, and he was really good. In 2009, Robert signed with the Atlanta Falcons as a free agent, but was cut before the start of the NFL season. And after that, he transitioned into a career in business. Now, Robert came from a wealthy family. His father, Alan, served as CEO of Flowers Foods for four decades before he stepped down in 2019. Flowers Foods is worth more than $5 billion. So Robert and Lindsay really hit it off, 
The couple went on to get married in 2007 and began a life together in Thomasville, Georgia. Thomasville is a really charming small town tucked away in rural southwest Georgia, about an hour's drive from Albany. And from the outside looking in, this couple had it all. They went on to have three children and lived the life. Robert worked his way up to executive vice president of senior life insurance company in Thomasville, and Lindsay was a stay-at-home mom. The couple had a beautiful $2.5 million mansion in Thomasville and bought a home in the Bahamas as well. They would frequently take trips with their three sons there where they posed on yachts and poolside at the exclusive Baker's Bay Golf and Ocean Club. And to get there, they weren't taking Southwest, okay? They used a private jet. They took trips to Vail, Disney, and beyond. And this was all documented on Lindsay's social media. She posted photos of all the family's adventures quite frequently. Her Instagram bio reads, Mom to the Shiver Trio, never basic, always extra. In a 2020 Instagram post, Lindsay shared her thoughts on the key to a perfect marriage. She captioned a photo from her wedding with Robert saying, quote, The key to a perfect marriage is having two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. So thankful for that fitness class 13 years ago that brought us together and all the love, laughter, and life we have created ever since. I love you, babe. Cheers to many more, end quote. She shared a lot on her Instagram. Her captions would read, life is beautiful. And she said she was blessed beyond measure in more ways than she could count. Another post read, family, it's everything to me. Photos Lindsay posted online showed her, Robert, and their three children posing happily in matching orange outfits at Auburn events and grinning widely on sandy beaches with the sparkling ocean behind them. By all accounts, Lindsay looked to be a devoted wife and mother, and she and Robert seemed to have the perfect marriage. They appeared to be living this ideal, charmed life. But it was a completely different story behind closed doors. It was anything but perfect. Things were beginning to unravel quickly. And I think that's really one of the most deceptive parts about social media nowadays. People can create such a facade online. They can paint a completely different picture from reality. I know personally, I've seen couples on Instagram and Facebook, and they look like they're in a storybook romance. They look so in love. They tell you how amazingly lucky they are. They're doting all over each other. And when I've encountered some of these people in real life, some of them look miserable. I mean, it's mind-blowing. They seem like they can't even stand to be in the same room together. And that's how fake social media can be. I don't think there's anything wrong at all with wanting to share your accomplishments online and posing sweet photos and moments of your family, your life. That's all great. I think it's when it's over the top and you're portraying something that isn't reality. That's when it becomes disingenuous. And if you have to tell everyone how happy you are all the time and show off every single thing you buy and you have, you probably aren't very happy. So if you were going just based on social media, you wouldn't think a thing. But it turns out, Lindsay had a secret. After the couple got a place of their own in the Bahamas... Lindsay really began to make herself comfortable there, and she reportedly met someone, a 28-year-old man by the name of Terrence Bethel. The two allegedly began a secret affair, he becoming her boyfriend. 
So while she was down in the Bahamas with her husband and children, she was also allegedly running off with her lover on the down low and maintaining said affair while she was back in the US as well. But this little affair was about to hit the skids. This secret relationship wasn't so secret anymore. We'll be right back. You're back with Avery After Dark. I want to take a moment to give a special shout out to Creep Time, the podcast. If you love mysteries and true crime, I'm sure many of you already know all about Creep Time, the podcast. Hosted by Silas Dean and Stu. They cover a lot of similar cases and stories as I do here on Avery After Dark, and they do a really great job. Credit where credit is due, Silas Dean was one of the first people I ever saw on TikTok utilizing it for storytelling. This was a few years back, and I remember seeing Creep Time come up on my TikTok feed and thinking, oh, wow, this is awesome. Silas is such a talented storyteller. He has such a good voice for mystery and suspense, and so does Stu. They have such a great banter together. When you listen to an episode, you feel like you're sitting down with friends talking about a case. It's so good. They come out with new episodes every Friday, diving into all things chilling, mysterious, and unexplained. So make sure to check out Creep Time, the podcast, this Friday for an all-new episode, and don't miss the hype. Now, back to today's episode. Recently, in April 2023, Robert allegedly caught Lindsay in the affair. He found out about everything, and he was done with the marriage. Robert filed for divorce from Lindsay, and she did the same thing the next day. And Lindsay responded, accusing Robert of physical and mental cruel treatment, including domestic violence. The past few months, the two have been in a bitter, nasty custody battle, fighting over their three sons. Robert and Lindsay were fighting over the private jet and their $2.5 million Georgia mansion, and they have been going back and forth. The pair has been ruthlessly sparring in legal filings, all the while continuing to live together with their children in the Georgia mansion, only adding fuel to the fire. Generally, it's not common for a couple to live together while they're divorcing, as divorce involves a lot of legal actions. But some couples will continue to live together for numerous reasons. One of the most common may be that there's just not enough money for them to set up another household. But for the Shivers, money doesn't appear to be a concern. Psychologists, therapists, and marriage counselors will all warn that living together while in a contentious divorce is really tricky territory and the situation can escalate. In most times, people want to separate and get space so they can try and move on with their lives. In his petition for divorce, Robert is seeking primary physical custody of their children and sole use of that $2.5 million mansion and argues that his wife isn't entitled to alimony. Robert argues that Lindsay graduated from Auburn with a marketing degree and she's capable of supporting herself. She can get a job, she can take care of herself. Lindsay, in turn, denied having an affair, and her lawyer said that any extramarital relationship she has had was during the party's legal separation and legally condoned by the husband. Lindsay was fighting for primary custody, alimony, child support, and sole use of the mansion. She also claimed that she had incurred debt beyond her means to pay and asked that Robert was made to pay for that as well. And things got even uglier. In one request for a restraining order, Lindsay's attorney wrote that she felt so unsafe in the home that she installed locks on the interior doors of the home for protection. Lindsay claims that Robert has been hiding money as well and has cut her off financially. 
Her attorneys say that she's used to a certain lifestyle in general, and since Robert has cut her off, she hasn't been able to use the private jet or have access to funds. Okay, guys, she hasn't been able to use the private jet. This is egregious. In an incident recently, Lindsay was upset. She accused Robert of taking off with their kids for a weekend and refusing to return them until the police got involved. And things were about to take an even crazier turn. Earlier this month, Bahamian police were investigating a completely separate case, a robbery at the Grabber's Bar and Grill in Great Guana Cay in the Bahamas. They were at the crime scene, and it was there that police discovered a cell phone belonging to a suspect in the beach bar break-in. So they start combing through the cell phone, trying to see if they can find information about the break-in. But on that cell phone, they stumbled upon a completely separate, unrelated crime. A murder-for-hire plot. Police reportedly discovered WhatsApp messages detailing the plan to kill a man. And through these messages, police were able to piece together the plan and the individuals involved. And these messages led them straight back to Lindsay Shiver and her lover. Turns out, following the divorce filing, Lindsay wasn't just making a plan to get the kids, the house, and the private jet. She was planning something much more sinister. Lindsay, her boyfriend Terrence, and an alleged hitman named Farron Newbold Jr., 28, reportedly devised a plan to kill Robert and talked all of it over during a meeting recently in the Bahamas. The police report stated, on July 16th, 2023, while being together, did with a common purpose agree to commit an offense, namely the murder of Robert Shiver. After learning about the plot, the trio were arrested and transported to a jail in the county's capital of Nassau. En route, the three were seen almost smiling and jovial. Lindsay was granted $100,000 bail, while her lover and alleged hitman were both freed on $20,000 bail. She's been ordered to remain in the Bahamas and is required to wear an ankle monitor until they're scheduled to return to court on October 5th. But how did they get money for this bail? Lindsay had told the divorce courts that she was in debt. So who bailed her out? It was none other than Robert Shiver himself. Robert helped bail out his estranged wife, Lindsay, and her alleged accomplices in trying to have him killed, according to a local report. Prosecutors withdrew their objection to the release of Lindsay, her alleged lover, Bethel, and accused hitman, Newbold, after speaking to the target of the alleged plot, Robert, according to Bahama Court News. Now, this is pretty astounding. To have the very man that you were conspiring to kill help bail you out of jail? I'm pretty stunned. Now, I don't know what the stats are on how many spouses have helped bail out the very people that were planning to murder them, but I'm guessing it's pretty low. Not many people would be that forgiving. And to boot, that is a hefty bail amount. I find it striking that when push came to shove for Lindsay, it wasn't her lover who helped her out of jail. It was her husband, a man she wanted or possibly still wants dead. Just for a second, try and put yourself in Robert's shoes. Imagine having a spouse or ex-spouse plotting to murder you. Do you think you would have it in your heart to go and bail your spouse or ex-spouse out of jail? I'll be honest, I don't know if I'd have it in me. But I imagine he is doing this for the sake of his children. And despite the murder-for-hire plot, Robert must feel safe or okay with these three outliving freely. 
Robert is reportedly back in Georgia and has said that despite Lindsay's cold-blooded plan, he hasn't had the heart to tell their three children their mom is in prison yet. Thank goodness that police were able to find this evidence before the plan was carried out. Now, this case comes on the heels of similar stories in which spouses have hired hitmen to kill their partners or former partners. In January, former police officer Robert Allen Frada, 65, was executed by lethal injection in Texas after arranging for his wife, Farah, to be shot and killed in 1994 amid a bitter divorce and custody battle. Another case that was recently in the headlines, this May, a pediatrician in Kentucky was accused of trying to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. Stephanie Russell was reportedly caught after the hitman turned out to be an undercover FBI agent. But it's not just spouses or ex-spouses who find themselves the target of murder plots. Back in 2021, prominent animal rights attorney Jennifer Emmy was jailed after trying to hire a hitman to murder her estranged husband's new girlfriend in Colorado. So the murder for hire plot is a different type of crime altogether. Forensic psychologist Dr. Joni E. Johnston, who wrote about murder for hire plots in an article for Psychology Today, said, while we don't have any U.S. stats, research by the Australian Institute of Criminality estimated that approximately 2 to 4 percent of their murders are for hire. And almost 20 percent of the plot where the target died were motivated by a romantic relationship gone wrong, and 16 percent were financially motivated. Money. Murder for hire or contract killing provides the hiring party with the advantage of not having to carry out the actual killing making it more difficult for law enforcement to connect the hirer with the murder. And also the individual doesn't have to get their hands dirty, so to speak. But why would someone ever do this? Some common responses from individuals who have attempted or successfully used contract killers have been, it's easier than getting a divorce. I don't want the judgment of my family. He has a life insurance policy. A divorce would break his heart. And... I can't stand the thought of him or her getting custody of the kids. So, turns out, there are a lot of reasons people hire contract killers to kill someone they once loved. But what kind of mind would do this? According to psychologists, a person who hires a contract killer may be desperate, greedy, psychopathic, or drug-addicted, but he or she is not insane. This individual clearly understands that the idea behind the intended action is wrong and could lead to some serious jail time. This person is also not seriously mentally ill, as it's not likely you're going to hear a criminal defendant try to convince a jury that he or she was told by voices to hire a contract killer to carry out a mission. It takes time and careful thought to carry this out. This is premeditated. In almost every case, the person orchestrating it is angry, which provides the need for action. But what separates this person from some of us who may have similar feelings in the same situation is the sense of entitlement and lack of empathy underneath this person's facade. Because an individual who hires a contract killer is someone who believes they deserve to get what they want no matter what the cost is to others. But fortunately for us law-abiding citizens, murder-for-hire homicides are relatively rare. Even more fortunately, most plots do not result in a death or even when they do, the plotter rarely gets away with it. Because firstly, very few of these people ordering these hits have a criminal background. So they don't know where to find someone willing to kill for money and tend to look to acquaintances, neighbors, 
or other inept or inexperienced individuals to do their dirty work for them. Secondly, most acquaintances or neighbors are not willing to do this dirty work and tend to call law enforcement to express their concern. Next, quite an obvious one, especially in Lindsay's case. The individual orchestrating the hit has already told every Tom, Dick, and Harry that he or she wishes the target would drop dead. And as a result, when said person mysteriously dies, they immediately become the prime suspect when it happens. For Lindsay, any common sense would tell you that, hey, if my husband, who I'm in the midst of this really bitter divorce with, drops dead, I will be the first suspect. And lastly, most contract for hire plotters are under the mistaken belief that if someone else does the actual killing, they are somehow free from responsibility and won't get caught. But this is not true. When thinking about it, very few acts seem as cold and calculating as premeditating the murder of a loved one. To put that time and energy requires a certain type of individual. But scary enough, although these cases are rare, there are sites on the dark web advertising murder for hire plots. Their ads read, contract murder from $15,000. Many of these sites even have a submit a new order tab where they ask for details on how to find the target. Name, home address, photos, social media. And to illustrate just how scary this can be, there was a case of a 19-year-old girl in the U.S. We'll call her Alexis because she didn't want her real name used, obviously. But in 2018, Alexis received a call from the police in her hometown asking her to come down to the station immediately. She said okay, went down to police headquarters for a conversation that would ultimately change her life forever. When she got there, police asked her if she had any big fights, altercations, or issues with anyone recently. Had she made anyone angry? Alexis couldn't think of anything and said, no, I don't think so. It was then that police informed her that they had gotten a tip from a web hacker, a dark web vigilante, who works with police, that someone had paid a few thousand dollars to have her killed. Someone had put a hit out on Alexis and she had no idea. She also had no clue who did it. Alexis was left wondering why someone would want to have her killed and on top of that, who did she know that had access to a hitman? And apparently, this person had simply fired up their laptop, accessed a dangerous online space where criminals can remain anonymous as they operate outside the law. And it turns out this individual used one of those sites. But police, investigators, and web hackers are doing more and more to shut these sites down. And thank goodness that she was alerted. But after this, life was quite different for her. She said she carried a knife on her at all times, fearing that someone would attack her. But the scary thing is, the identity of whoever tried to have Alexis killed was never confirmed. So that person is still living freely today. Going back to Lindsay's case, one could speculate this all had a lot to do with money. If her husband was not around anymore, she would be able to keep the house, she'd have full custody of the kids, and be able to keep that private jet. Simply put, she could continue living the life she had grown accustomed to. The money, the homes, the lavish lifestyle. But regardless of motive, like so many others, this story is always shocking because here you have someone who looks like they have it all. Lindsay had a family, children, wealth, numerous homes, the ability to be a stay-at-home mom, these are things that so many people dream of and work their entire lives for. And here we are watching it all go down the drain for her. I was scrolling through her social media researching for this episode and thought, yeah, if I didn't know any better, I would say, wow, this is one lucky girl. 
She's got a healthy family, lots of money, living the life. It all looked pretty perfect. But in reality, it was anything but perfect. I would think anyone who admired Lindsay's picture-perfect life before on social media is probably feeling pretty happy they don't have her life after all this has come out. I also can't help but think of the similarities between this story and the Corey Richens case from earlier this year. If you haven't listened to that episode here on Avery After Dark, check it out. In a few sentences, Corey Richens, a mom of three, was charged and has been accused of poisoning her husband, Eric Richens, and she went on to write a book for kids about grief. But it's alleged that her motive for the murder was money. She too had grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle, just as Lindsay had. The obvious difference is that sadly, Eric Richens is dead, but thankfully police were able to stop this murder for hire plot before anything happened to Robert. And in the end, the innocent individuals you think of the most in these cases are always the children. So I pray for them. Overall, a really crazy case, and we'll watch how it all unfolds over the next few months. As always, leave your thoughts and feelings in the comments here on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I always appreciate your take on these stories. Next week, I have a really great episode in store for you all, so mark your calendars. Every Thursday, new episode drops. Until then, I'm Avery Ross, and this is Avery After Dark.